Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where you are empowered to live purposefully from the inside out. So today's podcast episode is going to be on living fearlessly. Now we live in a world currently where fear is currency, just like attention is currency. Uh, Whether it's the news, whether it's conversations you may have with colleagues or friends or family or just you know something that you may overhear if you're traveling to and from running your errands we live in a world where fear is what seems to grab people's attention and that is why it is such a big commodity particularly when it comes to the media and this is no shade to the entity of the media itself because I believe most things in this world are neutral it just depends on how people use them that makes them sort of positive or negative. So when we see that, it's because our brains as human beings, you don't have to teach yourself to be negative or to be fearful because that's the way our brain is programmed to look out for danger, to look out for things that are seen as threats. And sometimes our brain doesn't know the difference between real or imagined, which is why fear is such an effective tool not only on a mass scale but if you think about bullies sometimes bullies don't even start off by you know schoolyard bullies don't start off by you know pushing someone over it starts with threats it starts with insinuations it starts with intimidation and at the root of all that is is to instill fear and so this is the one of the reasons why you know as we step fully into season four Talking about living fearlessly is so important because this is something that is a daily practice. I always say that it's about progress, not perfection. And so a lot of people talk about becoming fearless. And I don't ever think that that is possible in the sense that we have some physical fears, as in you don't want to step in the road and get run over. Your instinct is to step back, you know, if you touch something hot your instinct is to pull your hand back so there are some things that we there are some ways in which um some element of logical fear because it is logical just again not to want to be run over or burn your hand there are some elements that is useful for your physical survival but what i want to touch on is your mind and how that interprets fear in your everyday uh, life. And this episode, I have to say, was sparked by a recent um, sort of art piece that I saw um, in a, you know, as part of an exhibition. And it was talking about how fear is really a very useful tool. And I don't think I took a picture of the artist and um, their name and things like that. But what really struck me was that they had a very clear idea of explaining and they had different sayings, uh, different sort of paragraphs looking at different sort of social issues. And it was a collage of these panels of paragraphs over a a wall that scaled you know 10 meters by maybe 12 very very large um sort of display and i'll read out to you what they 
said in the the one paragraph that really struck me and actually inspired this episode. It said, fear is the most elegant weapon. Your hands are never messy. Threatening bodily harm is crude. Work instead on minds and beliefs. Play insecurities like a piano. Be creative in approach. Force anxiety to excruciating levels or gently undermine the public confidence. Panic drives human herds over cliffs. An alternative is terror-induced immobilization. Fear feeds on fear. Put this efficient process in motion. Manipulation is not limited to people. Economic, social and democratic institutions can be shaken. It will be demonstrated that nothing is safe, sacred or sane. There is no respite from horror. Absolutes are quicksilver. Results are spectacular. Wow, right? Like reading that paragraph, I was like, this is such a great summary of how the modern world, various institutions, various individuals weaponize fear. And so I thought about living fearlessly because it's about tackling that and us having the tools to be able to be effective in our lives, no matter what that looks like, no matter how old you are, what your profession is, what your social economic situation is, where you live, what you do, it, it, you know, who you are in a relationship with, it doesn't matter. What matters is what's going on between both of your ears. And that is where we live most of our lives from in fact i heard it said the other day that 95 percent of our day is lived from our subconscious which is why being mindful uh and i talked about living in the present in the last episode is so important so that your subconscious and the things that have been programmed don't run your life rather you run it consciously so my first point in living furiously is face your fears And you might say, again, not groundbreaking, but what I mean by that is not jumping off a cliff. (laughs) It's not, you know, saying I'm going to go, I don't know, extreme mountain biking and I've never ridden a bike on my life. Like, again, it's not about doing things that are nonsensical. It's about facing the things that sort of induce anxiety and induce dread and induce fear because anxiety and dread and apprehension are all cousins of fear as I put it so it's about making your concerted conscious effort to live in the present and go so why why am I apprehensive about this it could be public speaking whether you're doing it in person or virtually it could be instigating um, you know, then your next career move, it could be starting your own business, it could be moving cities, homes, um, it could be, you know, closing certain chapters of your life and beginning new ones. You, There is sometimes where you will come to the edge of what you perceive to be your capability, not realizing that that is actually an indication that you should go further there that your subconscious is telling you, stop, stop, stop. You know, we need to keep you here so that you can stay safe. But actually, 
what is perceived as a threat may not be as a threat. Standing on stage speaking to people is not necessarily a threat. You're, you're not at any physical harm usually most of the time. And so it's your perception of maybe how people will perceive you or how you'll be received or judged that is what's playing on maybe your subconscious mind perhaps as a result of previous experiences that's not to negate that but that is to tell you that the more you put yourself in situations that challenge those fears or those perceived fears the smaller the mountain will get and the closer you get to it you're like this wasn't a mountain in the first place this is actually a molehill masquerading as a mountain and it's not that big of a deal it's just like as i used in um an example previously that when you learn how to drive you are going into a new vehicle you're handling something new and your brain is like mm, we are hyper aware but that's because you haven't done that before you may have apprehension anxiety about doing different things learning different things remembering everything that you need to remember but after some time you realize it's not that big of a deal in the sense that your brain gets used to that so all of a majority of life is you training yourself to let your uncomfortability become the same as your familiarity. So facing your fears is not about going I'm going to go and force myself. It's about going, hmm, let me pay attention to where the edge of my comfort zone is and ask myself why? Because facing your fears isn't just about saying that you did something. What have you learned from that? What have you gleaned from that? What has come out as a result in terms of self-awareness, which is a key that I think is such a valuable tool in the current world that we live in because not many people are developing that and we live in a world where the messaging is one as i said of fear it's one that's designed to distract to disorient you know to get you apprehensive to live in a state of fight or flight which is completely useless for your progress so when facing your fears you will come to the edge of your comfort zone in many things whether it's in a conversation in a relationship in a job you know when you're studying when you're working out you know we all know that when you work out when you get to the point where it's like really tough you know if you have a trainer they'll ask you to do one more rep two more reps and then they'll you know they'll start counting more and more and then you'll realize that you could have done more than what you initially felt why because it's when you move beyond your comfort zones that your muscles actually develop and it's all about development so facing your fears living fearlessly is not about not having any fears it's about facing them identifying them and learning from them not just ticking off a to-do list because you think that that's what we'll do it's about being rather than just doing and my second point on living fearlessly is don't allow others to instill their fears in you now this is easier <laughs> said than done most of the time i mean it's very obvious you can turn on the tv or the radio whatever you choose to listen to but again you have the choice as to what you take in visually audio wise things like that and so when you are listening or when you're having a conversation ask yourself if i'm sharing an idea of mine if somebody is questioning it and saying oh what would happen because of x y z have you considered this have you considered that sometimes it's not personal to you it's just the person projecting their fears onto you and thinking well i couldn't do it subconsciously most of the time they're not doing this consciously i couldn't be able to do this so how come 
this person is able to move forward in this manner and do this and therefore they think of all the hurdles again everyone's brain is programmed to view the hurdles to view the obstacles in life and that's different from being pragmatic enough to understand yes you will come across certain roadblocks but that's all they are they're just roadblocks you can drive around them you can find a way around them and so then instead of being conscious and being aware of that programming they run with it without realizing that they can actually change it so i would always say that whilst it is more difficult particularly if you are in close uh, relationship to whoever you may be talking to don't allow their lack of sort of vision or um perspective to hinder yours and at the same time understand that it's just a result of their programming and their choice in that area so it's living in a way where you are super aware and hyper aware of who you have around you the, the the quality of the conversations you have as human beings we're made for connection and we and that's that's what i mean connection not just company we're made for connection not just company and unfortunately we often confuse company for connection and so it's important to be very well aware of who you allow around you what you allow around you and the types of conversations and whether they instill fear in you whether they are ones that produce um excitement about the future what is it that you know you are doing in your relationships and what part are you playing to ensure that you are not contributing or even yourself projecting your fears onto others One of the best ways that I always tell people is not to really listen to the news. You will find out what you need to find out in terms of world events and things like that, but to listen to it on a rolling basis and to um have a one skewed perspective on something doesn't give you the bigger picture and the larger picture, which is why there are so many niche and I hate to say it's niche, but good news organizations that are trying to highlight that what you see on the news just because they've got the loudest microphone doesn't mean that they're the only person on stage of life and i use that as a metaphor because there's so many other things going on in the world that won't be reported that won't be seen so it's all about what you allow you know to feed your brain and then therefore the more you feed that the more you only be receptive to that level of conversational to that level of fear and apprehension and anxiety and this is not to say that you shouldn't be concerned there's a difference between being concerned even being worried sometimes but the th- difference is that when you're concerned you try and look for something that you can do about it or you try and look for ways where you can find a solution or change your perspective about it you're not ruminating and then creating a neural pathway on fear My third point is question everything. Why? Because when you question everything, you interrupt your subconscious programming that is very reactive. When you question, you take a step back and go, am I actually nervous? No, I just care about what, you know, I don't know how this talk will go. Uh, you know, is this true? Is what somebody's telling me true? 
if I think about it, no. They just assume that I'm somebody who can be played if they use fear or intimidation as that uh, paragraph from the exhibition that I read out earlier displays. It's something that is designed to change or manipulate somebody else's behavior. And so you have a choice as to whether it does or doesn't for you by questioning everything. You have an amazing ability to analyze, to interpret, to be able to see things from different perspectives. But that again is a choice. It's not something others can do for you. It's not others something that anybody else can actually stop you from doing. So with everything, whether it's professionally or personally, question it. And just because some people may be in a position of quote unquote authority, question it. Because everyone is just doing their best. So no one is better than the other. And I think it's important to get to a point where you understand not to put anything on a pedestal. And at the end of the day, even if you question something, if it's the truth or if it's legitimate, it will always stand up to scrutiny. That's the one way you will know. So when you question everything, you're distancing yourself from being reactionary and moving to a place where you are more of a responder. And my last point, this one's a little bit more relational. It's about evaluating the consequences uh, of any decision that you make and asking yourself whether you would be okay with that. You know, one of the ways that we stoke the fires of fear is we imagine scenarios before they've happened. We, you know, have this idea that, oh my gosh, if this happens, if I do this, 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 this may happen. But actually, ask yourself, if these are the scenarios, would I be okay with that outcome or not? So sometimes people worry, and I'll use the most common example is people saying no, because you're worried about loss of opportunity, loss of access to people, loss of access to, you know, uh, situations, you know, perceived change in your reputation, things like that. When actually, to be honest, most of the time people don't really care. <laughs> They're busy getting on with their own lives. And no is a great way, as I always say, to weed out those people who don't have your well-being uh, in mind and then it's also a way for you to become comfortable with people not liking you so if you are willing to say no and you think well if the consequences either they'll be okay with it or not if they aren't okay with it and they just choose not to you know be as gracious towards you will you be okay with that so that's a consequence that's a possible consequence but when you evaluate the scenarios and then you ask yourself, would I be okay with X, Y, and Z? Again, you're trying to practice a form of detachment. And then you're saying, well, if it's a bit, especially if it's for a big decision or one that has impact on your um, professional life or your personal life, you have to ask yourself, would I be okay with those consequences? And if those consequences are still in line with your values and principles and you're okay with that, and that's a way of living fearlessly because you know that you have lived in a manner that is aligned with your values, not because you've reacted, not because somebody else has projected their fears, not because you're holding yourself back, but because you have evaluated the scenario and said it is what it is in each situation and asked yourself, would I be okay with that? It's also a fantastic way to learn about yourself. It's a great way for you to continue to develop those skills 
that we all need as we navigate the world because these are skills that we're not taught in school or university or you know even as we grow up because not many people have a deep study of psychology and even that we're now seeing is very limited to a very prescriptive and clinical model whereas now we're seeing that we have to move to a more holistic model and one where we're seeing we're where we have neuroplasticity our brain we can change our mind that's not just something that we do it's actually possible to physically do that so by evaluating that you're evaluating situations and you are taking the time to make decisions that you also won't regret down the line that's another way to live fearlessly because when you evaluate and then when you say okay i'll choose to accept that and be at peace with that you're also not building you're also building decisional confidence that's what i call it, decisional confidence in future so when you come to making a decision in future you're not scared that you won't pick the best outcome because you have self trust built on having a sensible way of looking at things but also one that's aligned with your values so i hoped those tips there are many tips i'm sure you can youtube google uh ways to live fearlessly but these are the things that i think we can practically put into use straight away uh in whichever scenario we find ourselves in so face your fears you know ask yourself this is the edge of my comfort zone can i go beyond that and what is this trying to tell me about me and how i see the world and others number 2 don't allow others to instill their fears in you you know you have the power to decide what you take in and also not only just what you take in what you entertain what you dwell on and number 3 question everything truth always stands to scrutiny it always does you don't need to push something and you don't need one of the markers i think of when something is illegitimate is when there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of sort of strong push for something and an in an indignation of questioning that is an indication that that is something that is probably not legitimate and doesn't deserve a fearful reaction from you because it's just not real. So again, question everything. And number 4, evaluate the consequences of, you know, said decision and ask yourself whether you can accept and move on from that because that will build decisional confidence and self-trust in making future decisions which will again eliminate fear in the everyday tasks that we do. So I hope that helped you. Share with anyone in your world who you think needs a little bit of a nudge, a reminder. Save this, you know, play it again and again to remind yourself of things that you can do to just live fearlessly. Um thank you so much for listening. Check us out at not your average official on Instagram and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.